Jesus is the healer. He redeemed you from the whole curse so you could be free. Today on The Believer's Voice of Victory, Kenneth Copeland shares how receiving the Word of God by faith will manifest healing. Let's go to Mark chapter 1. Let's read the 40th verse. There came a leper to him, beseeching him, kneeling down to him. Now we've learned something a little bit more about what happened. And saying unto him, If thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. Now look at this. Jesus moved with compassion. Oh, is he less compassionate today? Oh, absolutely not. Moved with compassion and saith unto him, I will. One translation, I don't remember now which one it was. It might have been the NIV. Anyway, one of them said, of course I will. Well, of course. I, I, I can hear him say, I, I can hear him say, son, that's why I'm here. I, I came here for you. That's why I'm here. Now, there's something that's being, been said here in both these cases. But before I mention that, let, let's go to Luke chapter 5. Now, in the uh, 12th verse. Now, there came to him a leper. Then we found out he came and kneeled to him. And Jesus moved with compassion. Verse 12, it came to pass when he was in a certain city, behold, a man full of leprosy. Now, in Matthew and Mark, we got the testimony. Here, we, we just received a diagnosis from a physician. Luke is a doctor, a physician. So this man, stage four, he's just before dying. He's full of leprosy. Who, seeing Jesus, fell on his face. Well, Brother Copeland, which one's right? Kneeling or, or falling? Both of them? He obviously kneeled and then just fell over on his face. Full of leprosy. Oh, my. And besought him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. This, we found out from Mark, Jesus moved by compassion. Now, compassion did something that nobody else would have done. This is a man that has not been touched in a long, long, long time. Unless it was by another leper. People run from him. This forced, staged leprosy, running open sores. No telling what the stench was. Clothes filled 
with that filth. He's now on his face. Look at this. Look at this now. He's the same. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he put forth his hand and touched him saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately the leprosy departed from him. Immediately the leprosy Hallelujah. I see Jesus just, just getting down there in the dirt with him. And he's just on his face. And I see Jesus just picking him up and put his hand on him. He didn't, you know. <laughs> no, no. Can't you just see him? Just catch him and put his hand on him. At the same time say, I will. And immediately, whoa, those words of compassion from the lips of the master himself. And leprosy said, Oh, we're out of here. <laughs> can leprosy hear? Oh, yeah. Trees can hear. Oh, yeah. That fig tree heard him loud and clear. Amen. Fever can hear. He rebukes the fever on Peter's mother, Peter's wife's mother. He rebuked that fever. And immediately the fever got out. So the fever hurt him. Amen. Now, if you want to keep any part of your sickness this morning, you better get out of here right now. Because you're <laughs> in the first place, that's not your sickness. Jesus bore yours. If that sickness belongs to anybody, it belongs to the devil. He's the one that came up with it. Amen. It's not yours. Don't come up and say, Brother Copeland, pray for my arthritis. It wouldn't do any good. You own it. That's not your arthritis. That's not your migraine. That's not your earache. That's not your sinus problem. No, no, no. Jesus bore it, carried it, took it away. Hallelujah. Amen. Went to hell over it and destroyed his power over you this morning. Hallelujah. Oh, oh, glory, 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 glory. Now, let's turn to Matthew chapter 8, verse 5. Matthew 8, 5. When Jesus was entered into Capernaum. Now, Capernaum was Jesus' headquarters both where he lived and where his ministry headquartered. And we're going to see some of that this morning. And anytime you see in the scripture, in fact, why don't you just go through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and, and just get your concordance or 
Um, I have a friend called Google. They can help you. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and just look up Capernaum and look, look it up. Because when you read that, say home. And when Jesus went home, <laughs> don't you love it? There came unto him a centurion beseeching him, saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. I will. Now, he didn't have to stand there and pray about it. He didn't have to think about it. He just said, I will. Why? He said, I came not to do my own will. I came to do the will of my Father who sent me. The words that I speak unto you are not my own. It is the Father that dwelleth within me. He does the works. So you, you, you summarize what Jesus said about his life and ministry here on the earth. I only say what I hear my father say. I only do what I see my father do. So every healing, every word, the, how glory be to God, was the will of the living God himself. Amen. Jehovah Rapha himself sent himself. <laughs> and himself's name is Jesus. Jesus the healer. Amen. Not one time in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, or the book of Acts, or any of the rest of the New Testament, not one time did he or any apostle ever say to anybody, you'll have to keep this a while because you're being taught something out of it. It is not existing. It does not exist. It isn't in there. It's not in the New Testament. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. So today's the day. Today is your day. Praise God. We find out that a sickness of long continuance is under the curse. Now, there's, there's some clues in there about why something has hung on a, a long time. Deuteronomy 28, 47, in referring to sickness, disease, plagues, and so forth that, that of long continuance that linger and linger and linger. You did not serve the Lord your God with joyfulness and gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. Now, that was the scripture that got my attention, just arrested me. And when I read that, whoa, man, it came up on the inside of me. And that's when the Lord started talking to me about my attitude toward daily television. I, I, was, not, I, I, I was not serving him in daily television with joyfulness and gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. Well, that's costly. You see, when you get in some, so judge yourself. Oh, it's going to take a long time to turn this around. Well, if you call about eight seconds a long time, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> <laughs> glory to God. 
Thank you, Lord. It doesn't take long. It's, it's an adjustment. It's an adjustment. And it's not based on the way you feel. And the, the next time I went into daily television, I didn't feel any better about it than I did the last time because I was still tired. <laughs> and I didn't want to go in there and do that, but I changed my attitude by faith. I changed it. I changed it by faith. I didn't feel any different, but I went in there. And, and so I, I said, glory to God. Yes, I told Gloria. I, I said, I love daily television. She looked at me and said, you do? I said, yes, I do. Glory to God. I love it. I love it. I serve the Lord my God with joyfulness. See, the joy of the Lord is his strength. That's one of the reasons I was tired. I was joy low. Amen. Praise God. I love it. So I went in there and I told the television audience, I love doing daily television. Some of you probably saw it. I love doing daily television. By the time I got down there, see, that's Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. We do five of them a day from in for two days, which make bills two full week of, of broadcast. And so by the time I got into Wednesday or Thursday that, that first week, I want you to know the anointing of God was in there so powerful. And it was one of the days, I believe it was in that first week, that it, it got so strong, I jumped up out of the chair and ran around that table because the healing anointing had come on, come on me so powerfully and strong, more than it had ever had done before. Because now I was not only obedient, but willing. Hallelujah. So there may be some things you just need to get willing about. How long does that take? About that long. It's a decision. It is a quality decision. A quality decision is a decision (laughs) about which there is no more argument and from which there is no retreat. Glory to God. There ain't no backing up on this one. I don't care how I feel about it in the future. This is my decision and I'll not change it because it's on the word of God. He never changes. So from here on out on this decision, I don't either. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's go to Luke chapter seven. Luke 7. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Look at the very first verse. Now, when he had ended all his sayings in the audience of the people, he entered to Capernaum. He went home. And a certain centurion servant who was dear unto him was sick and ready to die. And when he'd heard of Jesus, he sent unto him the elders of the Jews beseeching him that he would come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they besought him instantly saying, he is worthy for whom we should do this. For he loveth our nation and he hath built us a synagogue. Now, wait a minute. Um, this Capernaum, right? That is the synagogue 
where Jairus is the leader. Now, you should have gotten more excited about that. You just learned something really cool. Amen. So that's a synagogue that Jesus was very familiar with and had ministered there many times. His home was in very short walking distance from Jairus' house, which was up next to the synagogue. And when he'd heard of Jesus, he sent unto him the elders of the Jews, beseeching him that he would come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they besought him instantly, saying that he was worthy for whom he should do this. For he loveth our nation, and he's built us a synagogue. And when Jesus went with them, and when he was now not far from the house, (laughs) the centurion sent friends to him, saying unto him, Lord, trouble not thyself, for I am not worthy that thou shouldst enter under my roof. Wherefore, neither sought I myself worthy to come unto thee. But say a word, and my servant shall be healed. Say a word, and my servant shall be healed. I am also a man set under authority, having under me soldiers, and I say unto one, Go, and he goeth, to another, Come, and he cometh, and to my servant, Do this, and he does it. And when Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him, and turned him about, and said unto the people that followed him, including the twelve, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. What is that? That's word faith. That's faith in the word requiring no physical evidence, just the authority of that word itself. I could say this, and I'd rather say this, the authority of the word himself. Amen. All right. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Look with me in the book of Hebrews. Say the word himself. Let's look in the fourth chapter, 12th verse. For the word of God is quick or alive. In the beginning was the word. The word is with God and the word was God. And powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thought and intent of the heart Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight. What did that say? It said the word he. The word is alive. Sharper than any two-edged sword. He. The word is God. Now. Receiving from God through the Word 
it's, it's not the only way, but it is the best way to receive. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.